Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Village's Daily Sun's What's Happening podcast. I'm Holly Lawler, the Associate Managing Editor of Broadcasting for the Daily Sun. And joining me is Executive Producer of the Village's News Network, Jill Winters. Hello, Jill. Hi, Holly. We're going to tell you about what's happening in and around Florida's friendliest hometown. So let's get started with what is obviously the biggest topic of the week, Jill, and that's the presidential election. Now, we post this podcast every Monday morning to help people plan out their week by letting you know what events are coming up. But some of you listeners out there might not be listening to this until after Election Day on Tuesday. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday, but what we do know is that this election brought out record numbers of early voters, and I would bet that the numbers on Election Day will be historic as well. Several of the village's recreation centers are used as polling places, and the district government takes down the gate arms at entrances people use to get to those locations. So if you're out and about on Tuesday, be careful around the areas of these gates. Pine Hills, Wales, that goes into Silver Lake, Liberty Park, Virginia Trace's West and East Gates, Mallory, Belvedere, St. James, and Canal Street. If you're waiting until Election Day to vote, you can check out your county supervisor of elections website to find your polling place. And if you requested a mail-in ballot, it must be returned to the supervisor of elections office in your county by 7 p.m. Tuesday. Yes, make sure to let your voice be heard this election year. And Holly, speaking of recreation centers, they will get a little busier this week because the Recreation Department will start hosting socials again this month, starting tomorrow. The Recreation Social Calendar was on the back of last week's Recreation and Parks supplement in the Daily Sun, and you can also find it at districtgov.org. This week, you can participate in events like Archery 101, Billiards Lessons, and Bring Your Pup to Doggy Yappy Hour. So be sure to take a look at that calendar to see if there are any events you want to check out. Space is limited and registration is required. Holly, now let's talk about some learning opportunities that residents can take advantage of this week, starting with some new offerings at the Enrichment Academy, which is also run by the Recreation and Parks Department. For those who don't know, the Academy is full of classes and topics ranging from computers to history to dance and everything in between. It's like going to college, but only taking courses on topics you really are interested in and not having to worry about tests or grades. So basically, learning is just fun. The Academy is offering several courses this semester in the arts, like oils and acrylics or polymer clay. If you take Mickey McCombie's quilting class, you'll walk out with your very own sampler quilt, or you can take a course on the history of Canada that starts this Thursday. If any of these sound interesting to you, visit theenrichmentacademy.org so you can see the full schedule and sign up for whatever excites you. Jill, the Enrichment Academy also offers a lot of exercise classes. And you can also take classes at the recreation centers taught by resident lifestyle volunteers. One of those volunteers is trying something new this week when she starts teaching a new form of cardio drumming. Lisa McCammon has been teaching line dance classes here for 10 years and said earlier this year she tried a cardio drumming class and she loved it. None of the classes that were offered fit into her schedule, so she asked the Recreation and Parks Department if she could start a new one, and the answer was yes because the class is so popular. Lisa will start her class at 12.30 p.m. Thursday at Eisenhower Recreation Center, and she says it will be for beginners because she feels like a beginner herself. 
She's using one of the routines written by Cindy Duncan, who brought cardio drumming to the villages. And she's also going to incorporate line dancing into her own routines since that's her forte. So if you want to learn a new kind of exercise, I suggest arriving for this class early because the other cardio drumming classes always fill up fast, so this one probably will too. I actually took one of these classes a few years ago, Jill, and it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it, and I would love to try Lisa's class as well. Holly, another place you can learn something new is at your local library, and the Villages has two public libraries that are part of the Sumter County Library System. This year, the library system is celebrating the fifth annual Indie Author Day on Saturday over Zoom. At noon, there will be a live interview with 2020 Indie Author of the Year, Jackie Castle. At 1 p.m., the winners of the 2020 Indie Author Project Regional Contest will be announced. Then at 2 p.m., the project will present an interactive panel about writing during COVID-19. Also at 2 p.m., the library will host a session about using social media to engage with writers and their fans. Anyone can register for free to participate live or view recordings of all sessions later at sumterpubliclibrary.org. Jill, the Education Foundation of Lake County hosts the Lady of the Lakes Renaissance Fair around this time every year to teach the public what it was like back in late 17th century England. This year, they aren't having the physical festival in Tavares, but they are going to use the Internet to keep the festival going. The 19th annual Lady of the Lakes Renaissance Fair will begin Friday with a day limited to educators and students. Then it opens to the public at 10 a.m. Saturday at lakerenfair.com. That's lake, R-E-N-F-A-I-R-E dot com. The fair is set in 1606 during the reign of King James, and it will include family-friendly educational programs such as a virtual knighting ceremony and also some programs that are for adults only. Keeping the program for students and teachers was the main goal for the Education Foundation since last year students came from nine counties and homeschoolers visited too. The foundation is one of the only nonprofits in the nation that hosts a Renaissance Fair, and usually it is the biggest fundraiser of the year. This year, everything you can access online is free, but the foundation is accepting donations to continue offering educational experiences for families. Donations can be made at edfoundationlake.com. Jill, I've been to the Renaissance Fair in the past, and it's such a fun event. My kids really love it, too, and I hope lots of people check it out online this year and make donations so they can bring it back next year. Holly, now it's time to talk about ways our residents can help others, starting with the Sumter County Sheriff's Office annual bicycle collection. It started out in somebody's driveway where he was collecting bicycles from neighborhoods, uh, from the neighbors around him, and it turned out to be a bigger thing every year almost. It is great to help the community. We have a lot of children in the uh, neighborhoods and are within our county that wouldn't have, normally get a bicycle, so the people of the villages have been fantastic. Uh, they bring bikes every year to this event. Each year, the sheriff's office collects new and gently used bikes, and then the cycling clubs in the villages tune them up and make any minor repairs needed so deputies can hand them out at Christmas time. They will take your gently used bike that you don't use anymore, and they give those bikes to teenagers or even adults who need a form of transportation. But they need lots of small bikes, too, and residents always come through by going out and buying cute little bikes and donating them. Bikes will be collected and repaired from 8 a.m. to noon, December 4th, in the Lake Myona Recreation Center parking lot, but they already are accepting donations at the Sumter County Villages Annex. So get rid of that bike in your garage and help someone out, or go get a bike for a kid and just think how happy that child will be at Christmas. 
Jill, another group that looks out for kids every year around this time is the Silver Trefoil Girl Scout Alumni Group. They found out that many of the children in the area who are homeless or living in poverty simply wanted their own pajamas for Christmas. So they started collecting new pajamas and decided to throw some books in there so the kids would have their own books as well. When we can give them a pair of brand new pair of PJs and a brand new book, that's incredibly important to that child, to them. And villagers don't spare the cost. They are so giving. They need new pajamas and books for kids ranging from infants to age 18. Collection boxes set up at all the regional recreation centers. They are also hosting a free outdoor concert as part of the drive, and that's happening Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. And I'm going to give everyone the address, so get your pen and paper. It's 17115 Southeast 71st Hermitage Avenue, and that's in the village of Chatham. Mark Steven Schmidt will be performing The Best of Broadway, and anyone who attends is asked to bring pajamas and book donations or a check made out to the Girl Scouts, so when the drive is over, they can buy sizes they didn't get enough of. Holly, now that Halloween is over, the next holiday coming up is Thanksgiving, of course, and our area food pantries want to make sure everyone in our community is able to enjoy a delicious meal that day. The Christian Food Pantry in Lady Lake is just one that is collecting holiday meal items, such as canned pumpkin, instant mashed potatoes, stuffing, and dessert mixes. They will also gladly take checks to help them provide fresh meat for all families they serve. Donations can be dropped off at the food pantry between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Or you can check with whatever food pantry you normally support to find out what they need for the holidays. And Jill, another group that goes into high gear before the holidays is Operation Shoebox. If you've ever had anybody in the military and they weren't getting anything, please donate because we're trying to see that everybody gets something. This is our purpose, to make sure they remember that they're remembered at home, that they're not forgotten. That's our purpose. Volunteers for that group are busy stuffing stockings for soldiers who are stationed overseas and won't be with their families on Thanksgiving or Christmas. They are having a drive this week to collect items like beef jerky, individually wrapped hard candies, individual drink mix sticks, and thin puzzle books, as well as money for postage. Volunteers will be collecting those items from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Sam's Club in Lady Lake. So you can go to Sam's and purchase some of these items on those days and then drop them off as soon as you walk out of the store. Pretty convenient, and it helps them out more than you realize. And Holly, another group that is rethinking its fundraising strategy right now is the New Covenant United Methodist Church Youth Ministry. They raise funds throughout the year for mission trips where they help people in other areas. This year, they haven't been able to have their usual fundraisers, so they are trying something new, and that's selling fall and holiday evergreens from the Pacific Northwest. This includes wreaths, garland, a door swag, holiday centerpieces, and a winter metal reindeer set. That sounds adorable. You can visit the church's Welcome Center or the website through Sunday for a link to order these items and support the youth ministry. And Trinity Lutheran is keeping with its tradition of selling poinsettias, just in a different way. Instead of selling them in the church lobby, they will be selling them online. The sale started yesterday and runs through November 23rd, and you can visit their website to find out how to order. And Jill, yet another unique fundraiser that we have mentioned before on this podcast is shaping up to be a pretty big event. The Joint Veterans Support Committee has already signed up 100 golfers to play in its virtual golf tournament that starts this Sunday and runs for eight days through November 15th. 
The concept is basically that golfers can play any course, anywhere, anytime within that window and compete against the scores of everyone else who signed up. The tournament is called March to the Monuments because it will raise funds for the proposed $14 million Freedom Memorial Plaza project at the Florida National Cemetery in Bushnell, which is making its way through the VA's approval process right now. They are still taking sign-ups, and you can even play more than once during the tournament if you want. And it might be worth your while because the title sponsor is the Village's Golf Cars, and they've agreed to provide the winner with the free use of a flashy red Mustang golf cart for one year. There are lots of other great prizes too, but the real winners will be the veterans who will be honored with this monument, so they are hoping more people will take the time to participate. The entry fee for foursomes playing 18-hole championship courses is $100 per team, while those playing executive courses compete on nine holes and pay an entry fee of $40 per team. If you want to sign up or get more information, visit jvsc.us. They already have entries from Connecticut, Indiana, and even Thailand and South Korea. So that's pretty exciting, Jill. Some of them could be playing in snow. Holly, speaking of golf, it's time for our sports segment of the podcast. Kicking off with high school football, this Friday, the Villages High School will host River Ridge from Newport Ritchie in the regular season's final game with kickoff set for 7 p.m. at the H.G. Morse Range. The Buffalo will then make their third consecutive postseason appearance on November 13th when they host Bowls from Jacksonville in the Class 4A Region 2 quarterfinals. The Florida High School Athletic Association held a random drawing to determine seating and hosts for the playoffs. And if you're interested, you can check out the brackets online at fhsaa.com. Fall sports are winding down and winter sports will start soon. So keep up with all your local high school sports action by reading your Daily Sun sports section every day. I know I do. Jill residents do love to watch sports, and that brings many of them out to the Village's Polo Club on weekends to catch the exciting matches being held during the fall polo season. There are only two weekends left in this season, which ends November 15th. So if you want to check it out, don't wait. Go to thevillagesentertainment.com to get your tickets, because they're only filling the stands to 20% capacity. Matches are always played at 3 p.m. Fridays and 1 p.m. Sundays. And Holly residents love playing sports as well as watching them, so they were excited when the new Rio Grande Airgun Range opened last week. The former facility was more than 20 years old, so the villages tore it down and built a new structure that's more in line with the facilities at Soaring Eagle Softball Complex and Sugarcane Recreation Area. Everyone is invited to stop by and check out this great new recreation facility. Many, many years ago, air gun was actually uh, done over at Paradise Park underneath the oak trees, and then it evolved over here to this site at Rio Grande. And that facility here was uh, close to 20 years. Uh, and it was, it was time to replace it and bring it up to our high quality standards here in the villages. And uh, working with staff and our resident uh, volunteers, Mike Bush with the Air Gun Club, uh, we came up with a great game plan working with Randy Wilkerson, our project design person. And uh, so it really it's a collaboration of work and effort by so many people to bring to fruition uh, these new facilities and these new amenities that have been improved and enhanced for our residents' use and enjoyment. Jill, this isn't sports related, but since we're talking about new amenities, I just want to tell everyone that I got to ride in a golf cart over the new Chitty Chatty Bridge the other day, and it was pretty cool. 
There's not a lot of elevation or tall buildings around here, so it was pretty neat to be up that high, and it also felt like it was 10 degrees cooler up there. There are two other bridges that are up but haven't opened yet, and our residents still have a chance to enter a contest to be one of the first to cross those bridges when they do open. Just go to thevillages.com and click on Bridges Nearing Completion to submit your entry. You could be a part of history. Holly, we've made it to the entertainment segment of the podcast, and I want to make sure everyone knows that the Sharon L. Morse Performing Arts Center is still offering the Stage Play Reading Series. This Friday, you can catch the latest stream of Candida by George Bernard Shaw, which stars artistic director of the studio, theater, Whitney Morse, and it's about a love triangle during the Victorian era. The way it works is you go to thevillagesentertainment.com, you buy a $10 ticket, then they'll send you a link to click on at 7 p.m. Friday so you can watch the stream with everyone else who has a ticket. And Jill, the studio is also continuing to offer its snack-sized play series of 10-minute virtual plays. This week's show is Really Adult by Rachel Bublitz. The play will be available to stream starting at 1 p.m. Friday, and the story will encompass cash registers, returns, and romance, according to the studio. The recommended snack pairing is a Target hot dog. (laughs) The studio offers a new title at 1 p.m. every Friday, available for free on Facebook, YouTube, and thesharonstudio.com. And you can check out the previous showings on the website as well. So when you have a few minutes, go on there and see what they've been doing. It's free entertainment and small servings that will stimulate your mind. And Holly, we have one more event to tell you about this week, and it's the Browns Fall Festival at Browns Country Market in Oxford. This festival is happening from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday at the Browns Farm, which is on U.S. Highway 301, right at the Sumter and Marion County line. It's all outdoors, so everyone can social distance properly, and it will feature live music, vendors, arts and crafts, several food trucks, a classic car show, and a display by the Village's Mini Cooper Club, along with axe throwing, a kid's corner, and here's the kicker, a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. This sounds like a fun fall event, so if you're looking for something to do this weekend, check this out. Jill, this week's interesting story really illustrates that you never know how something you create could inspire someone else in ways you never imagined. Those of you out there who read our paper know we have a feature called Moment of Zen, which allows readers to submit photos they have taken of beautiful scenery or wildlife here in the villages. One day, a couple years ago, reader Adele Stone of the village of Lake Deaton saw a photo of a crane that was sent in by Sam Boatman of the village of Antrim Dells. Adele liked this photo so much that she cut it out and told herself she was going to make a piece of artwork inspired by the photo. We've all done that, right? We see something that inspires us and we think, oh, we'll do something with that someday. Adele is a quilter and she wanted to make a quilt from the photo, but she knew it would be a lot of work and she didn't feel like she had the time. Then the pandemic hit and she decided the time was right. She had made many quilts but never turned a photo into a quilt before, so it seemed like a good challenge. She said it took about three months to make, working on it every day. Then she reached out to Sam to thank him for sharing his passion for photography with the Daily Sun and in turn with her and all of our readers. Sam was honored that Adele was so inspired by the photo that she held onto it for two years and said he was glad he could encourage creativity in others. So it just goes to show that when you put something out there, you never know what the ripple effect will be on the rest of the world or even on just one person. That's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. As always, you can find all of our podcasts by visiting thevillagesdailysun.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I'm Holly Lawler. And I'm Jill Winters. 
Tune in again next week to stay up to date on what's happening around the villages.